welcome to the How to Learn Anything course from Plato University, where you're going to learn the science-based tools of pro learners to accelerate your learning, remember more, and master any hard skills. These are the secret techniques they didn't tell you in school. If you're passionate about changing your life with learning, join us at Plato.University to get exclusive content with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. All right, before we start diving into creating our learning plan, we need to spend a little bit of time looking at our own mindsets about learning. Having spent years within the traditional system, you've probably been inundated about certain beliefs around learning that aren't helping you to learn the best. So in today's lesson, we're going to examine some of your mindset about learning. Now, what are the most important beliefs about learning? Well, the core belief that comes down to anything you want to do and develop within yourself, including learning, comes from having a growth mindset. And a growth mindset is the belief that our abilities and intelligence can be developed through effort and deliberate practice as opposed to a fixed mindset, which assumes that everything that we've ever learned, our brain, everything is set in stone and can't be changed. Now, the research and work around the growth mindset was made famous by Carol Dweck. And her research points out that while it's true that some of us are more or less genetically predisposed to certain kinds of activities, the importance of this is minuscule in comparison to the amount of time and effort we dedicate to a particular activity. Our intelligence and abilities are in fact malleable, they can and are changed by our experiences. Having a growth mindset creates a genuine hunger for learning and encourages you to see mistakes as opportunities for improvement rather than indications of failure. By adopting a growth mindset, you begin to praise yourself on the time and effort that you put towards your work rather than some external motivator like a grade or score. Eventually, this consistent process of deliberate practice and learning from mistakes means that earning those top grades will inevitably come. More importantly though, the growth mindset translates to all other areas of our lives, from our careers to our relationships. See, with a growth mindset, we believe things like talent and intelligence aren't just gifts that we're born with. Everything that you want to learn is actually trainable, you can get better at it. The idea is that with enough effort and strategy, you can actually get better at anything. See, when we hold a growth mindset, we think, hey, everything's actually just a game, we're improving ourselves constantly, and people can look at the world around them as an exciting place to grow and embrace these challenges and opportunities that come their way. And we're gonna need this in order to develop mastery with anything that we're learning. The brutal truth is, is we're gonna come to challenges during our learning. When you're trying to achieve mastery, there's going to be periods of low points where you feel like you're never going to get there. And this is actually something that Seth Godin coined as the dip, where you start down a learning process and eventually you come to a lot of obstacles and see just how hard it is to persevere through it. You're going to reach a very low point called the dip and you're going to have to trudge through that in order to get to the top, the other side, where you reach mastery. Now some things are going to be a lot easier for you just because of predispositions that you have. Some skills may come easier. Others that you may really want to learn are going to take more effort than somebody else has to put in. But that's okay. Because no matter what, we can always learn and adapt and we're growing from there. Now, there's another important belief that I want to bring up about learning and going down this path of mastery. And this one's actually a false belief. And it's the very famous 10,000 hours rule. The 10,000 hour rule was popularized in the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. But it actually stems from a 1993 study looking at violinists. 
And this study was all about what makes a violinist an actual master of the violin. And what the 1993 study showed was those who practiced the most became the elite violin players. The more they practiced, the better they got. And the conclusion from the study was a very nice sounding concept of if you just put in the time, put in 10,000 hours, you can become a master of anything. However, over the years, even though this concept has become really popular, many studies have actually debunked this. And a recent study in 2016 combined all these studies and looked at this original study to analyze it and see if it was accurate. And as it turns out, it wasn't accurate as it began to be. Yes, practice matters. And yes, you need it in order to improve a skill. However, there are many different factors involved. Things like genetics, your past history, other things that you've learned, your upbringing, the type of education that you've had, your friends, your personality. All of this contributes to how much you're able to conceptually understand a topic. And what this points out is that not everybody starts at the same level of understanding or ability to learn a skill. For some people, they're going to pick it up much quicker. Others are going to take much longer. And although it may seem unfair, that's the reality of it, because everyone has advantages and disadvantages. And it's unrealistic for us to think that everyone is starting at the same place. And this is why at Plato University, we focus so much on personalized learning. We understand that everybody's different, and it's going to take everybody a different amount of time to master a skill. So what we want to help you realize is how long it's going to take you, and then empower you with a growth mindset to realize, okay, even if it's a longer timeline, you are going to improve. You will learn and pick up this skill eventually. So give yourself a little bit of a break, give yourself some space, and give yourself the support that you need in learner to learn the particular skill that you want. Now, why is it important to be adopting these beliefs in our learning and examining some of our own past beliefs around learning? Well, adopting a growth mindset and creating a more personalized version of learning for you helps you to become a self-directed learner, and it gives you personal autonomy, agency, and sovereignty over your own life. During your entire time in the education system, you were taught over and over again to trust one single person, to trust an authority, that they know everything, and that what they're teaching you is right. Oftentimes, they never teach you to actually question that or to look things up for yourself, to see if what you're being taught or told actually matches up with what happens in real life. So when we become adults, we begin just falling in line with trusting this one person, rather than taking learning into our own hands and starting to understand the world for ourselves. But this doesn't serve us very well. When problems start to arise in our life, rather than us being able to solve them ourselves, we have to start go to the quote-unquote experts or teachers or mentors or gurus, whoever you would like to say is that one person, and ask them for their help, ask them for their wisdom. But when you're a self-directed learner, you can solve these problems yourself because you know that you are able to pick up any skill that you want. Just with the growth mindset that we spoke about before, you can adapt and change. You will learn how to solve this problem. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't go to others for advice or seek out an expert's opinion. What it means is we go get their opinion and then we check what they said for ourselves, trying to deeply understand why are they making this suggestion? Why are they telling me to solve it in this way? And this will actually encourage and support our own learning. This is why we focus so much at Plato University and especially in this course with giving you the tools to go learn anything. We want you to be able to have personal autonomy and guide your own learning. And what all of this really does, it gives us the idea of control over our own lives. Something psychologists call the locus of control. Locus of control means to what degree people believe they have control over their outcomes and events in their lives. People that have a strong internal locus of control or believe that they have a lot of control over their life believe events in their lives derive from their own actions. 
For example, when you receive a test score, somebody with a strong locus of control usually blames themselves because they didn't study hard enough or didn't practice enough. They know it was their fault for not doing well on the test and that they could probably improve and they need to put in better effort next time. Somebody who has a lower locus of control, or what is sometimes called an external locus of control, tend to blame factors outside of themselves, such as the teachers, the school, or maybe the weather was bad. They blame everything around them and never blame themselves. When you start realizing, though, that everything happening in your life you have control over, we return back to that growth mindset, realizing, okay, if something's not going right, I can actually change it. If I'm not doing as well as I want to be, I can learn how to be better. Life becomes somewhat of a game. We control ourselves playing in this environment. We control our destiny. And you are better prepared to be an efficient learner. All of a sudden, those exams and tests don't mean anything. They help give you feedback. But at the end of the day, all that grades and tests and exams are is a system. And we learn how to optimize ourselves within that system to get a better score. And on the positive side of this, learning new skills is a great tangible way to realize that you have control in your life. This is what learning is about. It's not about just taking in information so it sits in there. It's about taking information in so that you can apply it in your life and actually create things. You can solve problems that you have. You can make new things that transform your life and the lives around you. Learning new skills helps you to actually build the vision of the world that you want into reality. So now let's discuss a few other beliefs that are going to help you create this growth mindset in yourself. The first thing that we can do in order to create a growth mindset is to look at how we're framing our learning and framing other things in our lives. Framing is an important concept when it comes to learning because almost nothing in this world is objective. In fact, most things are subjective. That is, we as humans interpret them in different ways. A bird might be beautiful to some, or a bird might be annoying and scary to others. Frames are what humans use to change perspectives on things that they're encountering in their life. Almost everything in this world has different contexts or different frames that we can use to view things in a more positive or negative light. And this really comes down to the way we look at things, the way we look at obstacles, the way we look at the choice and try to learn all these things are all allowing us to have a different perspective on the topic of learning. For example, when you encounter frustration when learning, when you feel like you suck and you're just not getting it, you can look at it through those words in that frame of you're just not good enough to learn this, or you can actually practice reframing where you're looking at it as a growth opportunity. You know that this obstacle or challenge is helping you to get better as an individual, and that at some point with enough effort and practice, you will learn the skill, you will overcome this obstacle. And that's really what this growth mindset is. It's a new frame for you to look at things in your life and especially your learning. And this becomes very important when we start looking at failures. Because in reality, failures don't count. Failures are just information-rich pieces of feedback about how you're doing on something or a way that you approached a problem and realizing it was the wrong way and you just need to adjust your strategy or engage in further learning. If there's a hundred different ways to solve a problem and you try out 99 of them and they all fail, well, what you've just learned is the one way to actually correctly solve this problem. And at the end of the day, your problem's still solved. So none of those failures they just allowed you to learn and get better. And in fact, you should expect and embrace errors during your learning. Provided that they don't compromise your safety, errors during learning are terrific because they increase activation of the neural circuits that increase alertness. So if you perform something incorrectly, you make an error, your brain's going to take notice of this. And the reason is, is because it feels stressful. 
So our brain tries to increase intention that puts us in a much better place to perform and execute learning related behaviors in our next attempt of solving a problem. When you mess up, capitalize on it by doing another attempt and another after that and another after that so that your brain gains more intention on the things you're learning and eventually you're going to come to a solution. And I bet if we went back over and you explained all those quote unquote failures, you'd have a very deep understanding of the topic or subject because you know exactly what doesn't work and why it doesn't work and what does work in order to solve the problem. Where somebody else who just solved the problem on the first time isn't going to understand it as well because they can't tell you why the other solutions don't work. Now, sometimes when you approach learning, it's going to seem like a very daunting task. Like you have so much to learn before you ever become a master or an expert. But we want to break this gap down in our mind, making it into small bite-sized pieces so it's more easily managed as we approach our learning. And what we're aiming here for is continuous improvement every single day, or this idea of getting 1% better every single day. Now, this idea and concept was made famous by James Clear in his Atomic Habits. He defines continuous improvement as a dedication to making small changes and improvements every day with the expectation that those small improvements will add up to something significant. See, so often we convince ourselves that change is only meaningful if there's some large visible outcome associated with it. Whether it's losing weight, building a business, traveling the world, or any other goal, we often put pressure on ourselves to make some earth-shattering improvement that everyone will talk about. And this is the reason why improving just 1% every single day doesn't seem as sexy. But it can be just as meaningful, especially in the long run. But see, when you're improving your habits by 1% every single day, when you're starting to learn new pieces of material and adding it on to the material that you learned from the previous day, your learning starts to compound. Now, I'll provide a graph for you in the links to show you just how this 1% improvement significantly increases your abilities in even just one year. If you get 1% better each day for one year, theoretically, you'd end up 37 times better by the time you're done. Now, you're probably like, okay, that sounds great, but what does this look like in practice? Well, let's say you're learning how to code in one year. Rather than trying to take all that coding on at once, trying to learn every single topic and be the best coder by sitting down and studying intently for one month doing six to eight hour learning sessions, maybe you could just do five to 20 minutes a day every single day for a year to learn coding. On the first day, you just start to grasp with what the fundamentals are. On the second day, you start learning one of those fundamentals. And on the third day, you start to practice it a little. And each and every single day, you start to stack on a little more from what you understood the day before. And if you are practicing this every single day, you could think of that as 365 lessons in coding that you gave yourself. By the end of the year, I guarantee you're going to be a pretty good coder. And you may even be better than that person that just focused intently for one month trying to cram all this information in their mind. And this is exactly why at Plato University, we break down our courses into these bite-sized little chunks that you stack on each other every single day. We're not trying to teach you how to conquer the world in one day. We're just giving you a little bit of information, helping you understand it, helping you apply it that day, so that when we come to the next concept tomorrow, you have a great foundation to build upon. We're trying to help you get 1% better every day. And what is all these beliefs helping you to do that we've covered today? Well, when you have a growth mindset and you believe that you can change and adapt, you're willing to see failure as an information-rich data stream that's going to give you feedback of how you can improve, and you take personal autonomy and sovereignty over your own life, this allows you to basically be a superhero 
and focus any challenge or obstacle that's coming your way. And in fact, you embrace and encourage those challenges to come. And the dirty little secret about these challenges is they're actually going to help you learn better because of a concept called desirable difficulty. Difficult learning that requires a lot of effort is deeper and more durable because the difficulty involved increases our retention. Effortful learning often requires intense levels of concentration and perseverance, like struggling with a really hard problem that you think you have no hope in solving. When learning is harder and more effortful, we learn more effectively and more efficiently. Now, obviously in real life, we can't change the difficulty of a lot of things that are thrown at us. And so what we're doing by approaching these challenges is beginning to create a muscle for ourselves so that when any challenges arise, we can overcome them. So our activity today, before we get to our learning plan tomorrow, is to examine your beliefs around learning. What do you believe about your ability to learn? And how do you think this may be holding you back or helping you to become a better learner? If you find you have some real negative beliefs around learning, I would suggest looking up some various cognitive behavioral therapy techniques that will help you to see when this belief comes into your mind, acknowledge what it is, and then reframe it so that you have a more positive belief that will actually help you as a learner. I'll link to a few different resources for that as well. Thank you for taking the How to Learn Anything course. To get everything you need to become a pro learner, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners just like you, then visit plato.university slash courses slash learning and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash learning. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.